Hey everyone, this is George from Blockchain TXV and today is the 24th of Jan 2023 and the global cryptocurrency market is pretty much the same since the last 24 hours. We are still above the $1 trillion mark and the volume of stablecoins is still dominating the cryptocurrency market volume. I really am not sure when we would see DeFi protocols overtaking the volume of the total crypto market volume. That would mean cryptocurrency has definitely gone mainstream. Now in today's episode guys, we are going to be discussing if 2023 is the year of DeFi and Pantera Capital did put out a report where they are claiming that 2023 might be the year of DeFi and they are talking about institutional adoption and quite a lot more. And Dan Moorhead did actually write a letter to their investors so we will be talking quite a lot about Pantera Capital. But listen guys, you need to remember when you talk about the total value locked, the total value locked in DeFi protocol did reach an all-time high on the 3rd of Jan 2022 and that time the total value locked was $402 billion and fast forward to 2023, the total value locked is only $47.51 billion. So DeFi definitely has a long way to go but whenever there is a problem, there is an opportunity and because currently we are in a bear market right now, it makes perfect sense to go and build things especially in the DeFi world. Now regarding Dogecoin, we do have some really interesting news and could it be possible that Dogecoin could be heading towards the moon? We're definitely going to discuss that. Now, one major news that is circulating in the blockchain world is regarding Cardano and looks like they temporarily halted the block producing but unlike Solana blockchain, the network did not go down and no network was restarted. So there are two ways of looking at it. Cardano blockchain did suffer an anomaly but the other way of looking at it is despite the anomaly the blockchain did continue to produce block and overall the blockchain protocol did not suffer any outage as such so definitely brilliant news now listen guys every mondays glassnodes and conscious they tend to provide a weekly insight and a weekly report so in today's episode i'm very briefly going to touch base on glassnodes report it is extremely technical so what i did i copy pasted the entire thing in chat gpt and I asked them to give me a summary of it. So in this episode, I'm only going to read out the summary of Glassnode and I'm going to be discussing Conscious Weekly Blog because they tend to provide a weekly snapshot of what has happened last week. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing what they have to say regarding US, Europe and even Hong Kong. Definitely check it out. Now like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, we're going to be covering two news from UAE and both the news are something which I've covered in the month of January and both the news are events taking place in the month of February and the first event is called as Metaverse, the Hype Reality and New World Order. Both the events are done by me at Blockchain DXB and the second one is special our analysis on Bitcoin. Now listen guys, both these events take place on the 3rd of February. So in today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and explain what is it that you can expect at those sessions. So let's kick start today's episode. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. 
Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE, and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. 
they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now since you've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. The global crypto market is at $1.5 trillion. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.10%. We are still way far off from the all-time high. The global cryptocurrency market at one point of time was on the verge of touching the $3 trillion mark. Listen guys, only the market cap of Bitcoin at one point of time was $1.3 trillion. Now that thing being said, the total crypto market volume of the last 24 hours is marginally up by 5.83% and it is currently at $56.56 billion. The volume on DeFi is at $4.94 billion and the total value locked is $45.25 billion. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing what Pantera Capital feels regarding DeFi and Lido is still dominating the DeFi world with 17.28% and $8.21 billion is locked in this protocol. And as of today, guys, the volume of DeFi accounts for 8.74% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now look, guys, since January, one trend which I've been observing is that the volume percentage of DeFi protocols is gradually increasing, which is definitely good. I really am hoping that this trend continues, particularly in 2023. And MakerDAO protocol has $7.22 billion locked in its protocol. Aave is at $6.46 billion, Core Finance at $4.57 billion and Convex Finance at $4.12 billion. Now let's look at the volume of stable coins. It is currently at $49.52 billion with Tether USDT leading the pack with $35.44 billion followed by Circle USDC at $3.47 billion and finally Binance USD at $10.17 billion. Now look guys, if you look at the volume of Binance coin, the volume is ridiculously low, but the price seems to be going up. So really, I'm not hoping if there is some notorious activity going on in Binance where they're trying to maintain or manipulate the price of Binance BNB in the cryptocurrency world. Absolutely anything can happen. Now, going back to stable coins, stable coins do account for 87.56% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, let's look at the market share 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market share is at $441 billion, whereas Ethereum's market cap is well below the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market cap at $198 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum is $8.5 billion, whereas Bitcoin is at $27 billion, almost three times of Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume. The dominance of Bitcoin is 42.05%, and Ethereum is 18.90%. Now guys, today I'm going to be looking at the total value of assets in decentralized apps, smart contract. And in yesterday's podcast on the 23rd, we looked at the total amount of incoming value to DApps smart contracts. So today we have some different matrix. Now listen guys, Ethereum is still dominating. And as of today, the total value of assets for ETH2 deposit contract is $26.4 billion dollars followed by Polygon Proof-of-Stake Bridge, $3.87 billion. Now, the next week, guys, is connected to different protocols. And third one is Uniswap with $2.28 billion, 
followed by Core Finance at $2.26 billion and Autoshock Finance at $1.22 billion. Now, I do believe Autoshock Finance is only on Binance BNB chain and something which I did mention earlier, Binance Coin is remaining steady at $314 despite the drama going on, despite SEC going after Binance. The price is relatively the same but if you look at the volume, the volume is ridiculously low and this would only mean in the back end there is a very high possibility that someone is trying to manipulate the price in order to remain consistent. I really am hoping I'm 100% wrong. Now that thing being said, the price of Binance Corn is $314. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 2.84%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 4.45%. The king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, is currently at $22,933. Now since the last 24 hours, it is up by 0.21%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 8.29%. Ethereum is currently at $1,626. Since the last 24 hours though, it is down by 0.66% and since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 3.86%. Now regarding Ethereum guys, there is some news circulating right now that the Shanghai upgrade date might be postponed. So I really am not sure what the status for that is. I'll try to research more and in the next coming days or probably in the next following weeks, I'll definitely go ahead and update what the status on the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade is. Now clearly that news has impacted the price of Ethereum because there has been not much movement, particularly in the last 24 hours. Now listen guys, in 2023, the volume of DeFi is gradually improving and venture capital firm Pantera Capital did put up a report called as 2023 Crypto Forecast and they are saying that future is in DeFi. If you read through the report, they are focusing on three core areas that is transaction fees, liquidity and usability. And this report is written by Dan Mohad. He's quite active in Twitter and he does do quite a lot of podcasts as well. So go to Coindesk and read through the report. They do have some really interesting points. And Pantera Capital, a crypto-focused venture capital firm, is forecasting that the future of crypto market is in decentralized finance or DeFi. And the firm's CEO and co-CIO Dan Mohad notes that blockchain technology will survive despite recent issues such as the failure of centralized exchange like FTX and the co-CIO that is Joe Krog did actually predict that scalability systems will bring transaction fees on Ethereum blockchain down to one cent. Now when that thing happens, it definitely will be a game changer and will make decentralized exchanges more competitive with centralized exchanges and Krog also sees the future of crypto as a world where the average person can access DeFi through apps on the phone with lower fees and global liquidity. Now this is such a brilliant point guys because as of now, most of the DeFi protocols, they still work on web browser and currently DeFi is solely catered to institutional investors. And if you look at Grayscale Investments, if you go through the portfolio, they have quite a lot of portfolios dealing in DeFi. Now listen guys, Pantera Capital does believe solutions are needed to increase liquidity in DeFi and make it easier to use, particularly for new users, I 100% agree to it. Now in that report, they also said that they want to get more institutional capital into DeFi. And as an industry, we need to focus on building secure cross-chain bridges and improving user experience for crypto wallets. So definitely in 2023, I really am hoping that that is the theme echoed in the cryptocurrency industry. But Dan Moorhead has also written a blockchain letter to the investors, definitely worth reading. Now in that letter what he's mentioned is that 
even if you were to go back 250 years, you can't find a worse year than 2022. What are your thoughts on that, guys? If you look at how the tech firms have been making people redundant, I kind of agree to what he's saying. Meanwhile, Paul Virad Tuckett of Pantera Capital believes that now could be a perfect time for new entrepreneurs to enter the crypto space. And look guys, because you're in a bearish market, it makes perfect time to build your products. Now what he said, in our experience, bear markets typically represents a time where there is less noise and distracting from building. I kind of agree to him, but if you look at it now, pretty much everyone is aware of cryptocurrencies and blockchain protocols. So unfortunately, I do agree to what he's saying, but the area of competition is significantly much larger than the previous bear markets. Let's see how it turns out to be. But what I've been doing, guys, I've been looking at the DeFi volume every day since MakerDAO was created. And I have to say the 2022 was, if not one of the worst years, particularly for DeFi, now with central bank digital currencies, could it be possible that CBDCs can also somehow someday be connected to DeFi and what role will DeFi play in the metaverse? Mention your thoughts in comments in the comment sections below. Now guys, the next news that I'm going to be talking about is to do with the Doge army. It looks like Dogecoin is heading towards the moon. Now if you are into the cryptocurrency space, you definitely need to follow Whale Alert. And they also have Dogecoin Whale Alert and they highlighted that 150 million Dogecoin which is roughly around $13,263,000, was transferred from a top 20 wallet to an unknown wallet. And guess what? The fees that they paid was only 12 cents. Now listen guys, you can check these transactions and validate these transactions using the Explorer. And this is the power of open source and publicly verifiable, which I've often mentioned on my podcast, are the pillars to open blockchain. And according to Whale Alert, Wales backed more than 500 million Dogecoin over the past two days and the tracker revealed that the largest holder of Dogecoin also partook in the accumulation and backed almost 165 million Dogecoins. It does mean that there is centralization of Doge among selected individuals but what they mentioned in that report is a top 20 whale also transferred 150 million Dogecoin worth more than 13 million dollars in the last 24 hours. Now, could it be possible that they are going to be investing these funds in probably Metaverse? Because last week in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about a similar news with another meme coin competitor, that is Shiba Inu. But looks like because of this news, the price of Dogecoin has marginally pumped up as well. And if this thing tends to continue, I do feel that there might be some moment in the price as well. Now, guys, let's talk about some news regarding Cardano and at block number, 8300569 and 8300570. There was some disruption, a brief period of degradation. So, what happened on Sunday, 23rd, 2023? The Cardano blockchain experienced an anomaly in which approximately 50% of all active relay and block producing nodes disconnected for a very short period before they were automatically restarted. Now, unfortunately, such technical issues should not happen. But listen, guys, if you want to find out the technical information, go to GitHub. You can find out exactly what has happened. The good news is, unlike Solana blockchain, the network did not go down and no network restart was required. And look, guys, historically, Bitcoin has had a downtime, but Dano did not have a downtime. Now, listen, if you think that Bitcoin hasn't had a downtime, Bitcoin has had a downtime 
several times in the past. I remember in 2011 where the Bitcoin blockchain washed off for well over 7 to 8 hours. So Cardano community is definitely looking at it as a positive sign. And if you follow Charles Hoskinson on Twitter, you definitely need to follow his tweets. He did go live on YouTube a couple of times and it did actually explain that despite the disconnection, the blockchain did actually prove what it is supposed to do. So definitely brilliant news for Cardano. Now guys, let's talk about two technical news. And the first news is about Glassnodes. And Glassnodes, they tend to provide a weekly insight every Monday. And this time it says an opportunity or a trap and they discuss the increased motivation for holders and miners to take exit liquidity, especially after the prolonged and painful bear of 2022. And look guys, if you're a technical nerd and like to look at graphs, I definitely recommend you to subscribe to the paid channel because it does provide quite a lot of technical details. I particularly don't like graphs. So what I did is I copy pasted that into chat GPT and I asked them to give out the summary. So essentially in summary, the recent market rally in BTC prices have surprised many investors and has led to a shift in behavior among market manipulation. Short-term holders and miners have been motivated to take exit liquidity and secure profits, while long-term holders have been more resilient, holding on to the coins and pushing to new heights. The article also discusses how the recent shift in profitability plays a role in changing the behavior patterns of market participants. And look guys, this clearly depends on when you've gotten into the Bitcoin game. If you're an OG into the Bitcoin game, you would know how the price reacts. Let's say if you bought Bitcoin at its all-time high, you'll try to take as much as profit as much as possible. Now this report also looks at on-chain measures such as pricing models and percent supply and profit to assess the sustainability and the strength of the current market momentum. The article concludes that the market recovery may be underway and transitioning out of a bottom recovery phase back towards a healthier equilibrium between profit and losses. Now really I'm not sure if I agree to it because if there is a massive collapse of digital currency group which has an impact on grayscale investments, I do feel we'll be ending in a catastrophic end in 2023. Now let's discuss CoinShares weekly report and they tend to publish it via Medium. Now I particularly like CoinShares because they provide a very comprehensive snapshot and they have discussed key details from US, Europe and Asia. Based on the report, it says that $37 million inflows were seen last week, although this was predominantly into short investment products, roughly 68%, and inflows were seen in Europe, most notably Germany and Switzerland with $14 million and $10 million respectively. And if you read through the report, it also says that Hong Kong saw outflows and 95% of inflows into US were into short Bitcoin products. Now, does this give an indication of what the price would be in this week? I really am not sure because historically when I look at these prices and try to compare what is happening in the coming weeks, often they don't tend to match and that's one of the reasons guys I always say price predictions in the cryptocurrency world are 100% right 50% of the time. Now guys, let's discuss two news regarding UAE and both the events are conducted by me, Blockchain DXP. And the first event is on the 3rd of February. It is called as Metaverse, the Hype Reality and New World Order. And I tend to do this session regarding Metaverse every month. This is a completely free event taking place from 11am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time. Now you can register for this event at blockchaindxb.com or also go to eventbrite.com and look out for Metaverse event 
the Hyper Reality and New World Order. Now listen guys, this is a completely free event and the whole idea is to educate the people of Metaverse, the hype around Metaverse, the reality and the New World Order. Now there is so much of hype regarding Metaverse, I really want to go ahead and make sure that you understand Metaverse and its impact, different institutions and companies joining on board and we'll explore their expectation versus reality. What are the hardware and software limitations of Metaverse and we'll also be looking at real life use cases and post COVID 2020. Are we in the new world order and will the US have a competitive edge in the metaverse and what steps can countries take in order to be an early adopter in the metaverse? Now listen guys, Dubai already has a Dubai metaverse strategy so it looks like Dubai and UAE might just have a competitive advantage in the metaverse. Now the session that takes place on the 3rd of Feb, I'll be exploring it into three parts. In part A, we'll be looking at the history of metaverse, what exactly is the metaverse, the hype of metaverse. What are the hardware and software needed in the Metaverse? And listen guys, I do have a couple of series of episodes with members of Metaverse Standards Forum. So definitely check it out. We also discussed some of the projects in that. We also looked at the business use case. And we also discussed the importance of interoperability and standardization in the Metaverse. So do me a favor, check those episodes out. Now in part B in the session on the 3rd of Feb, we will be looking at areas where Metaverse merges with the physical world. Now listen guys, I do feel that Metaverse is at least a decade away from mainstream adoption. Despite what people tell you, you need to understand that we are looking at mainstream adoption of Metaverse at least 8-10 to 10 years from now. Now in that session, we will also be discussing the different news and events taking place surrounding Metaverse in Dubai. We will also go and explore blockchain in the Metaverse and do we need blockchain in the Metaverse and what blockchain platforms are connected in the metaverse. Now listen guys, in my metaverse everything podcast, I usually tend to start off the podcast discussing the price of cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that are connected to metaverse. So on the session on the 3rd of Feb, we'll be discussing the top 5 metaverse platforms, we'll look at the limitations of blockchain, we'll look at NFT's use case in the metaverse and artificial intelligence enabled in the metaverse and I do feel that we might add chat GPT in the metaverse as well. Chat GPT connected to voice avatar in the form of NFT will be an absolute game changer in the metaverse. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that as well. And in part C guys, we'll be looking at Dubai Metaverse Strategy, the legal body governing metaverse. And listen guys, Dubai also had a massive event at the Museum of Future. And I do have an interview with Richard Bartel and she was the one who conducted the Dubai Metaverse Assembly. So please check that episode out as well. In the session on the 3rd of Feb, We'll also be looking at the Dubai Metaverse Assembly in detail, networking events and quite a lot more. And remember guys, this session is completely free. If you do want to be part of it or if you do want to sponsor this session, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Now let's discuss the second news for today. Now the second news is also a session that I'm conducting on the 3rd of Feb and it is called as Pestle R Analysis on Bitcoin and Pestle R Analysis stands for Political, Economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious analysis on Bitcoin and I tend to do the sessions every month. So Pestle R analysis essentially is a tool used to gain a macro level picture of an industry and as I mentioned earlier guys, Pestle R analysis can be used for other things as well. So for stable coins, you can do it for DeFi protocols, you can do it for central bank digital currencies and quite a lot of other. But the session that is taking place on the 3rd of February, we're going to be breaking down elements of Bitcoin 
at a macro level to understand its impact and vice versa. So we will be discussing each area in detail to get a better understanding of Bitcoin. So when you talk about political, we answer this big question. Is Bitcoin apolitical? Because you need to remember guys, Bitcoin started as a movement towards suppression of money and the state. But lately, there's a lot of political chaos even within the Bitcoin community. You have Bitcoin maximalist and lately the term which is thrown out right now is separation of Bitcoin among cryptocurrencies. Now, will that thing happens? I highly doubt so. But that is the chaos. So the political chaos is going on even among the crypto community. But if you look at politics at a macro level, this politics and politicians have an impact on Bitcoin. Now unfortunately at the moment, politics and politicians do have a very strong say in the trajectory and direction of Bitcoin. We'll also be exploring right-wing's view on Bitcoin versus left-wing's view on Bitcoin. In UK, are the conservatives who are in support of Bitcoin or is it the Labour Party and quite a lot of other? Now, regarding economical factors, we will be looking at is Bitcoin the biggest global wealth redistribution and can Bitcoin change the dynamics of money? We will discuss inflation, exchange rate and quite a lot of other. And was Bitcoin successful at the time of inflation? Did it actually act as a hedge against inflation or does stablecoin act as a hedge against cryptocurrency? So quite a lot more. And regarding social factors, we will be looking at the social impact of Bitcoin and blockchain for generations to come. We will look at the usage of Bitcoin in first world versus the usage in underdeveloped world. And we will also look at are millennials the one who are using Bitcoin or are boomers the one who are using Bitcoin? And believe it or not guys, the answer will surprise you. Now, regarding technological factors, we look at the user experience of Bitcoin, the different folks of Bitcoin. Now, there was a recent update in Bitcoin where it changed from ECDSA to Taproot and Snow Signature. A lot of people in the Bitcoin community are even not aware about it. So we'll be looking at Taproot and Snow Signature at a very basic level. We'll also look at the economies of scale for setting up mining operations and quite a lot of other. Regarding legal factors, we will look at is Bitcoin legal? Where does governance, regulations and legislations fit in? So I really am not sure if the answer is same or if the answer is different based on jurisdiction and what can governments can do in order to support innovation and adoption of Bitcoin. Now regarding environmental factors, we will go ahead and explore the whole ESG movement which is popularized by Larry Fink, a left-wing CEO of BlackRock. And we'll also go ahead and explore Bitcoin mining energy consumption. We'll look at the past, the current and the future state of environmental impact of Bitcoin in the mining industry and vice versa. And finally, regarding religious factors, we will answer is Bitcoin Sharia compliant? What are the religious factors and commonality in Bitcoin? And how is Bitcoin seen in the Middle East and quite a lot more? And listen guys, if you do want to find out how religion merges with Bitcoin, Dr. Saifuddin Amos has brilliant episodes explaining how religious factors and commonality are in line with Bitcoin and quite a lot of other. So definitely go ahead and check it out. So this session is completely free. You could go to eventbrite.com and just sign up for it. Or listen guys, just drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee 88 from Blockchain DXP for the 24th of Jan. And in case if you have any feedback or suggestions, Please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, 
click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes is going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Wayne who asks, "What is the drama going on between Binance and SEC?" Now, Wayne, there was a drama a few days ago, and CZ did actually tweet that FUD incoming. But fortunately, or unfortunately, it looks like that that FUD was nothing to do with Binance as such, but SEC did have some drama with Binance and this is going back to November or December I believe but the tweet that CZ did actually put out luckily it wasn't to do with Binance rather it was to do with the cryptocurrency exchange in Russia but looks like Binance did actually help SEC in finding out what the notorious activity is going on so it looks like the drama between Binance and SEC is not that bad now, I was anticipating that SEC is after Binance and and this is because Gary Gensler is the head of SEC and he is notoriously known for being pals with Sam Bankman-Fried and the whole left-wing association. But looks like that drama has subsided. Now, as of now, Wayne, there's not much drama between Binance and SEC, but it's going to be really interesting to see how the world develops. Because look, when I'm looking at Binance volume, I really am not liking it. Because look, Wayne, if you look at the volume of Binance BNB chain, the volume is ridiculously low, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is some really strong market manipulation going wrong. I really am hoping I'm 100% wrong because if Binance were to go belly up, I just think that it might be the end of cryptocurrencies. At this point of time, beyond Binance, I do think Tether USDT have the capability to bring down the entire crypto market to zero. Now, will that thing happen? I really am hoping that does nothing happen, but in the cryptocurrency world, you never say never. And in my Ask Me Anything series, someone did actually ask me a few months ago if Binance is actually bigger than Bitcoin. And unfortunately, Wayne, at this point of time, Binance just might be bigger than Bitcoin. They've they been making partnership left and right. And at the moment, they are number third so far as cryptocurrency is concerned. And they also have stable coins. Now, Wayne, I did talk about in September that Binance did have some drama with Circle USDC. And one trend which I've been observing ever since the drama. The volume of Circle USDC has been going down and Binance Stablecoin, that is Binance USD, has been going up. It is unlikely that all of these things are organic. I very strongly feel that there is some notorious activity going on at a macro level. Now, I really am not sure if this thing is unreal, if it has a drastic impact on Binance. I'm hoping that's not the case because it will be absolutely dramatic. Now, that thing being said, Binance 2022 did have a brilliant year and they were making partnerships left and right and in 2023 they started off the year with making some partnership and earlier in the year they also burned I believe roughly around 500 million dollars worth of Binance BNB tokens so Binance future definitely looks good but regarding the drama looks like there was a bit of FUD going on which was in hindsight created by CZ itself but as of now looks like everything is solved and I'm really hoping, Wayne, that something notorious is not found out in the world of Binance because the impact it'll have will be absolutely devastating. And Dr. Noriel Rubini, he did actually warn 
that Binance is as worse or maybe worse than Sam Bankman fried Now, there was a massive event in Abu Dhabi and Dr. Noriel Rubini did actually heavily criticize CC. Now, look, you might not like Dr. Noriel Rubini, but he's a straight-up guy and he did mention about Sam Bankman fried and he did mention about Celsius Network as well and looks like whatever he says does actually turn out to be true. He did mention about Sam Bankman fried and quite a lot of others as well. So, it is Dr. Noriel Rubini versus the CEO of all cryptocurrency exchanges and DeFi protocols and looks like Donald Rubini has been 100% right so far but it's going to be interesting to see how and when the news develops if there is any drama further between SEC and Binance. So that's all for today guys and you ask me anything series on blockchain TXV. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxv.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxv.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across and remember guys monday to thursdays 8 a.m to 8 30 a.m we have krypton coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi, and metaverse and of the series of episodes of the krypton coffee at 8 works we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.